Tyler Flush, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flush. Hey there. Hey, we're finally off the board. We finally got our first win in four weeks. We did. It did feel good to get the win, but I would also say it was bittersweet. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, overall, felt good. Felt good to get a uh, win over the Lions. A surprise came Sunday morning in the uh, absence of one Matthew Stafford. To the lineup. Yeah, you know, I even though I'm not a fan of the kitty cats, I really do like Matthew Stafford, and I wish him the best in terms of recovery. He's got, like, fractured bones in his back. He has the same thing that uh, Romo had, Tony Romo. Oh, really? That kind of ended Tony Romo. So. Yeah, so I, I'm not real sure when exactly he's supposed to be back. I, I heard a few people say that maybe a week or two. Don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't. I didn't hear anything about this prior to. Did you? I did not. I they kept it on the the down low, down low, good. really, really well. So I think it was a big surprise, even probably to Matthew Stafford. Right. He probably thought he was going to be playing until he got the medical decision. You're out of there, bud. Ah, uh, they probably had an idea. The way yeah, they per- with the way they performed, and we'll talk about that. Pretty sure they knew uh, Driscoll was coming in. I, I'm actually pretty positive because you don't play like that if you have no idea you're coming in until last minute. So uh, We end up getting the win. We do suffer an injury, though, however, on the linebacker position with Danny Trevathan going out and Nick Kwiatkowski coming in. And that was, uh, man, when you had a player like that coming off the bench to replace, you know, we're going to miss Danny Trevathan, but... God dang, Nick ended up winning the uh, player of the game. Don't, don't you like that young man's hustle, man? I mean, he was all over the place. He knows how to read gaps, too. He knows how to really fill the hole and get in between the right gap at the right time. And he also had his first career interception. Yeah, and uh, that was pretty awesome. Set us up nicely, man, for a uh, touchdown. Uh, overall, uh, time of possession, there wasn't a uh, big gap in between time of possession, as we've talked about, that has been an issue um, for the Bears this year. Uh, time of possession, very, very close. Lions had it for 31-54, so, so 31 minutes and 54 seconds. Yeah, 31 minutes and 54 seconds. We had it for 28-06. So that's pretty balanced. That's super balanced compared to what we were averaging. Oh, my goodness. You can definitely tell that that's what a good, well-rested defense can bring, only letting them have 13 points. Granted, it was against their backup quarterback. Still, though, I don't think we're getting that outcome if we don't get a a couple first downs, put some points on the board, and, and, you know. I don't think we're getting that outcome from. Oh, team. I I absolutely agree. I mean, we we literally looked much fresher in the second half. In a lot of the games this year, our defense has been on the field most of the first half. They come out in the second half, they look defeated already. I mean, yeah. they're tired, and by fourth quarter, they're 
they're uh, they're bending over and gasping. Yeah, uh, let's talk about some more of the positives of the game. Uh, Trubisky played a, a decent game, in my opinion. He uh, had three touchdown passes on the day. I'll actually bring up his full stat line. I mean, and and we'll get into all this. Uh, he was 16 for 23, had 173 yards, averaged 5 point, 5 point. He averaged 7.5 yards. Uh, three TDs, zero uh, interceptions. He was sacked, however, five times. Uh, I kind of want to talk about that, about our offensive line a little bit. I think the reason that that happened is because we switched back Cody Whitehair to center, which I think is a good call, but also it's kind of hard to do. Listen, the offensive line, it's a chemistry. It's a unit that people know how other people play. So when other people are plugged in, to that, it can really throw the chemistry. And I think what you saw on Sunday was the chemistry being thrown with white hair in one position and Daniel moving yeah. over to uh, t- uh, to guard. They were a little out of sync. And, and I think you could tell just from um, just the movement of the line. Also, um, in terms of uh, Montgomery and others trying to hit the gaps, the gaps just weren't, well, now weren't we- where they need to be. And... You brought up a very good point, which you're about to say, because I can tell. Well, no, I just, I disagree with you on that, and we will, we'll talk about that. But I disagree that the, I, I thought our line did an excellent job with what they could run blocking. I think we struggled more in the pass blocking. Uh, before we get to the line's defense and all that, let's dive into a little bit. How'd you think, uh, with Trubisky, how'd you think he did? You know, uh, he started out, I'll be honest, he started out his usual self. I thought he looked very bad uh, for most of the first half until he threw that touchdown at the end of the, the half. He, he just, I didn't think he looked very sharp. He missed a lot of rudimentary level throws. He did. Like, we had one to the out with Gabriel over through. Uh, we started off with three and outs right away, and like you said perfectly, here we go again. But it w- it, my experience with watching the game, I don't know how yours was because I didn't ask you at the time, but I could both tell both of our demeanors were a lot more calmer. I think we know what he is, so... Yeah, it's it's not like we're sitting there thinking all of a sudden that the switch is going to turn on for him right. and he's going to start to look like the next best thing. No, I mean we're 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 not that foolish, you know. He he is kind of amazing in one way, and that is he threw an absolutely perfect pass to the tight end at the end of the first half, putting it literally in maybe a six inch window in order for that pass to be caught, and and you got to scratch your head at times. At least I scratch my head and and go, how can he look so awesome on occasion and put something so much right on the mark, and then at other times he misses a wide open person throwing it two feet over their head ten yards away. I and that I, throw was to Ben Brunconker, Brun. I don't know how do you, how would you say that name? I thought it was like Bruna Baker or something like that. Bruniger, Bruniger, 
I don't know. Let me see how. Yeah, Bruniker. So, you know, it was one of those. Nice I, throw. I, I, yeah, yeah, you're, you're. That's that's why I didn't. I'm like waving that's, for that's, you to throw me back that's, my phone. That's and that's you why just like spite me by yeah. throwing it on the couch beside me. Like, no, you pick yeah. it up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I've picked up a lot of stuff after you, young man. Just because you're talking about Trubisky doesn't mean you have to throw like Trubisky. Because <laughs> I'm over here, you threw it about ten yards over my head. I did, or below did. my feet. Well, how's it even close? How does it how does it feel to try to catch an uncatchable pass? I don't know. How does it feel to have a coach on your side that? You can never do any wrong. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. So well, we listen. So, so what did you think? I, I would like to get your uh, opinion. Yeah, overall, uh, I mean, look, he made, he put up three TDs, and I'm not going to knock him for that. I was alarmed a little bit about how much and how shocked he was after the first touchdown pass like he threw it but he didn't really like celebrate to himself as much as he turned to the sideline and his his expression and I might be looking too much into this but his expression was holy shit I can't believe I completed that pass kind of pretend like you've been there before young man well, not that. Like, you can celebrate, but when you look to the head coach and stuff, and he didn't even mouth anything. It wasn't, let's go. It's not like, hell yeah, nothing like that. It was a gaping, open mouth with his fin- fist out clenched, running down. Like, with an ex- his arm was extended. His fin- He had a clenched fist. He had a gaping, open mouth, and him just going, Oh, like, what is that? So you're saying he was the most surprised person in the stadium? That's what what I'm saying. Like, that is not a good look when he's shocked. Now he is, he's baffled. I can do this. Whoa, bud. (laughs) Let's reel that back a little bit here. I, whoa, whoa, what happened? I mean, that was. Speaking of the word shocked, I'm a little shocked that after this game, the number of people that all of a sudden think that Trubisky's okay. Gang, let me remind you, we were playing a team that was 32nd against the run, had a backup quarterback, and in the fourth quarter, they almost came back to beat us. This is is a win, and we'll take it. But let's put it in perspective. This does not mean that Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback. Does not mean he is an okay quarterback. Means he threw three touchdown passes, and he's still Mitch Trubisky. You know, sometimes I feel like this show is like I'm trying to drive, and sometimes you just, you're in the passenger seat, and you just grab the wheel and yank it to your sign. We, I was going to transition. I was going to do a little more positive. Because we've been so negative lately, and you just can't help it anymore. You're like, nope, we're going this way. That's Sorry. fine. Sorry, son. I grabbed the wheel. Here, let me <laughs> let me give the wheel back to you. No, it's, here we go. It's, here we go. It's fine. You have a lot on your mind, and you speak the truth. There's nothing you're saying that's wrong. I just trying to keep more of an upbeat. But there's also an elephant in the room that needs addressed. So let's get into that now. Uh, I will say I agree completely with you. Uh, the reason I said earlier I don't 
agree with the run blocking because you thought we should have ran for more yardage because it's 32 teams. Or 32 teams. Yeah, they're 32nd against the run. Yeah, they were the 32nd team against the run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do the math. They're dead last. 32 teams, 32nd. So, I felt like before the game, I even called it. You said we should be able to run on these guys. And I said two things. I don't think that's going to happen. And I'll tell you why. When you have a quarterback as piss poor as Mitchell Trubisky, what they're going to do is they're going to load the box at all times. They're going to say, you beat us, man and man, one-on-one, imano-imano, because we are not getting beat with our weakest thing, and that is the run defense. You throw on us. Now, it backfired on him a little bit. But let's let, let's folks let's not get too carried away with what this was. Mitchell had an okay performance. We were still two for twelve on third downs. That's atrocious. That needs to be fixed. We had a defense that was selling out on the run, and we were blocking them, and that's how we were getting one on one matchups. I have concerns because I don't think every team's going to play us that way. And, you know, that's fine, and we'll see what happens. But another thing I brought up to you is not only were the Lions selling out, we were kind of selling ourselves out with the play calling again. Very generic, very... Yeah, it was vanilla, and and it really didn't have a lot of... You know, last year just seemed to have a lot more motion with the offense. Exactly, and you know what? To me, that shows Trubisky is not only not seeing the field, not throwing the ball well, he's not intelligent enough to handle the sophisticated schemes. And I'm being dead serious. And that's no knock on him as a person. You know, there's a difference between being smart and like with analytics and math and science, and then there's football smarts. Okay, and it can get confusing, and sometimes some players are just beasts, and they just yeah. go out there and do well, it. Let me let me tell you the thing. Here's what I observe with my eyes about Trubisky that is the most concerning: is a lot of quarterbacks are decisive. Watch him closely; oh, he hesitates yeah. on almost every single pass. You you'll see he him start to pump himself. it, and you'll see him look, try to look, and. And it's, it's like he just doesn't have enough faith to throw the ball. And when he does, by the time he makes up his mind to throw it, the window has passed. Mm-hmm, yeah. And we talked about that last time with comeback routes and hitch routes. He's not seeing them and he's not hitting them. And then when they are open and flat routes, he is struggling. Have you noticed how bad he's struggling on like a flat route to the, to the sideline? He cannot hit that throw. He can't hit that throw if it's on his right. He sure as shit can't hit it on on his left. No, he is yeah. really struggling. I just want to like go back to your point, though. The point where you said he has that pump fake. But what's weird about it is, you know, you've seen the pump fake before. When people do it on purpose, they throw that pump fake and they get the corners to bite. He's not looking at anything. And it's not a pump fake. And if people can see it in their head, think of like, this is the best way I can describe it. When you're going up to a light and it's yellow 
and it just turned yellow, and you go, I don't know, should I, ah, ah, and you keep hitting the brake, hitting the gas, and then finally you just make up your mind. You either stop or you go, and that's what he's doing with his arm. It goes forward, back, and yeah. it kind of, it, it's just real jerky, and then he just launches it, or he runs outside and takes a sack. Yeah. So, you know, I imagine right now there's some people at home listening to us and saying, Man, you guys are really hard on Trubisky. Didn't you see? It's not him? hard. It's didn't you see? Didn't you see him make those three TD throws? Man, he's back. What? What about the people are saying he's back? He made three, uh, three beautiful. Well, actually, two really nice TD pl- throws. The other throw was to Cohen in the flat, and that basically was all Cohen. Um, so, what? What about those people? Are, are we just, just? Are we just? No, ignoring I just, them? I, nope, yeah. not at all. We're not ignoring you, them yep. at all. I've yep. already addressed it. My point has been proven. My point is fact. It's evident. It's clear. They sold out against the run. They said, beat us man-to-man. Every play you watch, man-to-man, man-to-man, man-to-man. We will beat you man-to-man because our, our receivers are more skilled than their safeties and their cornerbacks. That's not going to be the case. That's just Detroit. And you know what? Another thing? <laughs> Look, our defense is good, okay? Our defense is damn good. But I feel like we would have lost that game if Matthew Stafford was in. Let's not get away from that. Let, I, I'm not trying to take away from the win. What's worrisome is all this praise and this talk I don't mind the praise. I don't want to seem like that guy. Okay? Here's the problem with that. Just say, you know, we still have to get better on offense. Everyone's acting like it's over. It's the cure. Mm -hmm. That's it. Now, I would like to flash you back. Mitchell Trubisky is second on this list. Most TDs in one game was six against Tampa Bay last year. Yeah. He threw six people over a year ago. And this is where we're at today. It was only three touchdowns for 173 yards. Driscoll threw for one TD, one interception, 269 yards on a much better defense. Yeah. So listen, this this Trubisky reminds me of a car I used to have. Every now and then it would work. It didn't mean it was a good car. Okay, yeah. And, you know, I kind of want to get off this now because we talk about him way too much. I want to talk okay. about someone who we brought up last time that I believe we know who Trubisky is. We know what he is. You know, like you said, you're going to keep driving that car to work and hope, say, oh, it's not going to break down today. Well, one day it is. One day you're not going to get to work. Okay. That's the risk you take. And just like we're not going to get to the playoffs. We're not. We're not getting the playoffs. We're not getting... And, and everyone wants to keep staying positive. Well, not everyone. Nagy does. We listened to half the press conference today. And I, I needed some Pepto-Bismol halfway through. It was a lot of coach speak. It was a lot of making excuses for... Like Nagy wants to stay positive. How much excuse how many excuses does he make for Mitchell? Oh. It, it's every well, what you guys don't see on film. That's what he kept saying. You know, a lot of that is on him, but you know, you know, he did miss some easy ones. Nagy, you're two 
for 12 on third down. You're one for one on fourth down. Okay? Your quarterback is having problems all across the field. He has no pocket awareness. He has he cannot feel a pressure worth a shit. How many times did it get sacked on Sunday? Five. And not all of them were his fault, but one of them was when he rolled out. He literally looked at the guy, rolled out, and then thought he could just keep running and kind of pump faking while the lineman was coming at him full steam. But again, we know what Trubisky is. What are your thoughts from what you've seen with Nagy in this game and and how he responded and just all around? Yeah. Okay, I've got two Two parts to that. One is if I'm in Nagy's situation, of course, I can't afford to lose the locker room. And here's the here is the critical balance. Any coach with a team that's on a losing streak, which which we were definitely on four games in a row until we got up against Detroit, to some degree has to find a way of keeping his players together and united. So to a degree, I understand when I hear things like sticking together, toughing it out, dealing with adversity. I get that. As a coach, you have to be that encouraging person. The real issue, and the second part of this, and the real issue is, when does that become false? That you're moving from encouragement to just plain in your heart, you know that he doesn't have it. And he just you're you're it's almost like you can lose the locker room at that point because everybody else can be saying man you're still you're still supporting him do you feel like these wins are just literally like this one in particular and that would have been five in a row this win just buys just a little more time yeah i mean this but the is, inevitable is coming right oh i i i think so i i do not see Trubisky really changing. I'm sorry. If that sounds negative, if that sounds like I'm just a hater, then so be it. But there is nothing that I've seen by his performance that tells me that this is just, you know, those last four games were just a blip on the screen that true Trubisky really showed up against Detroit threw three touchdowns. And now all is good with the world. Don't buy it. I think that he isn't a franchise quarterback. I think that he can't see the field. I believe that he doesn't have the tools that it takes. And I believe he doesn't, most importantly, doesn't have the quarterback instincts that are needed to play this I know, game. And, we, and, and that's fine. And, and I hear you. And But we, we move past this now. And now it's about the coaching, the GM. It's, so, so Nagy... You're right. I'm sorry. I'll, no, no, you're I, I'll fine. Get back. You're fine. I'll get back. I get fired up. So it's I think very to, easy I think to do. Your, I think to your point, um, Nagy is very, very close with this team to, I think, losing the locker room if at some point in time he sticks with Trubisky too long. And and that's that's all. That's really what it's all about. I mean, at some point, doesn't he have to admit? That things aren't working out well and move to the backup. Yeah, and I'll, I mean, I kind of just <laughs> real quick want to take a little flashback through time. I mean, look, man, 
The Vikings are good this year. Chase Daniel went five for sixteen on third down against them. Three for and we had two hundred sixty-nine total yards offense. Um, you know, and then let's look at the Raiders. I mean, oh, that we, was. You know, we went four for eleven, two hundred and thirty-six yards. But already right there, you can kind of see. Okay, Chase is a little better. But now I'm starting to wonder, is it all Trubisky? He does miss some easy throws, but now I'm starting to question the play calling a lot more. So, so maybe from your perspective, the the scheming and the play calling and the coaching that may be the real problem is, is the coaching? Well, Dan Fouts said that during the broadcast that they sat down with Nagy and Dan was kind of taking shots at Nagy during the project. Yeah, he was. I was, I was kind of surprised because he doesn't really seem like that kind of guy. But feel, he was taking a few shots. I feel like I'm glad he took shots because Nagy sounded like a blathering idiot again. They sat down with him and they said, you know, what? what's the identity of this offense? Nagy goes, you know, we just don't know yet. Okay. And Dan goes, just don't know. You're nine weeks in. This is a Hall of Fame quarterback going, you don't know. You're nine weeks into the season. Yeah. How is this an I don't know? This should be a direct answer. Now, now that is just plain. Fouts had every right to say that because that's just as clear as the nose on your face. I mean, no one in the world cannot know what your defensive or offensive identity is in halfway through the season. I mean, that you, that's just impossible not to know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No. What, what do you mean you don't know? You've had all offseason. It's not like... It, where are the excuses coming from? We're not plagued by injuries offensively. You know, what? what is it? Something's not clicking. Well, Tyler, we just haven't hit our rhythm. Well, what I'm saying is, now I'm not starting to wonder so much about Trubisky. I'm starting to wonder about Nagy. I really am. Is he now right for the Bears? Because I'm leaning, I'll be honest, I'm leaning towards no. I've said in the past, you know, we get rid of him, he'll make us eat it. Will he? I don't know. I don't... (sighs) Okay. I feel like with... A head coach, if you have a good quarterback, you can get away with a lot of shit. But, but, you can also be exposed pretty easily. Matt LaFleur with the Packers. Why is he doing so good? I think personally his offense is shit. I think Rodgers knows it's shit. But Rodgers is that damn good, man. And that's, you know, that helps. You know, so... I bring that up because now I'm like, well, you know, is it just a bad offense with a bad quarterback? Is it we don't have a backup? What I mean, there's so many question marks, I guess, to this this equation. There is because you got to kind of wonder when we basically have the same personnel we had the first year minus a couple people. But not much. But not much. And look how much better we did last year than this year. So, you you do have to wonder. Last year, though, I, I don't know. Yes, I do know. I take that back. I absolutely know. 
when I watched the team last year, it seemed like it was our offense was a ballet. We were moving people around mm-hmm. and getting into right formations, and everything was just clicking. This year, our offense seems more like a group of people that are trying to dance but don't know the steps. I bring this up, and I don't have the number for it, but maybe we'll get to it. I'd like to see the uh, number of plays we use motion this year in comparison to what we averaged last year, just on plays yeah. per play. I'd like to see that, too, because I, my gut tells me that last year we had a lot more motion going on. What happened to us giving whole new looks? Where we would line yep. up in a bunch set and then split into an I formation or vice versa. Right. Like, H- right. How many times last year were we watching the games together and we said, what the heck is this? Yeah. What's he doing? What's he doing? Yeah. This year, how many times have we said that? And it brings me to another point. Do you think our GM and our, our coach, do you think Pace and Nagy just aren't on the same page? And the reason I bring this up is because... Last year, you and I were screaming at our televisions that you do not run Jordan Howard like that. You do not. He is not a shotgun runner. He is more of an you know single back I formation. Yeah, they um, were they were quarterback using under the center. We were, never did that. Yeah. Now this year, for some reason, with Montgomery, that's what we're doing. When Howard really fit better, I think. I think Montgomery's good, but I don't think he's as good as Jordan Howard. Yeah, I think Montgomery's good too. I, I don't know, Ty. You bring up a really good point, and it is so hard for me to understand what's happening this year. Like every other Bear fan, I mean, yes, Trubisky is the one who's going to get blamed because the quarterback takes all the glory and they take all the heat. Not on this podcast. That's just, that's just called the NFL. And uh, a little bit of sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. no, seriously though, not in this podcast anymore. That's what I should say because we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Because I think you and me could be the only people on earth that realize he is what we thought he is. You know, and that's fine. It's not on him. It's not his fault anymore that he has to start every week. That's not on him. Right. Right. Build a game plan around him, and if you can't. You need to make a switch or you need to come out and say it. And that's where I'm a little concerned because I feel like what they're do, trying to do. And I have a question for you. Do you feel like what they're doing with Montgomery are, uh, is is what like Howard should have been? I, well, first of all, when when I watched Montgomery in college, one of the things that made him so elusive was – he wasn't running between the tackles like they've got him running right now. They actually were turning him off the edge on the right or left-hand side pretty consistently. And when he got around that edge, that kid didn't have speed, but he could evade tacklers even when they made contact. And uh, I just think we're, we're really not using him to the best of his ability right now. But I don't understand... When you can have your cake and you can eat it too, I don't understand why we traded Howard. Yeah, well, I that's, Howard's yeah. a proven commodity, though. Yeah, he's he's doing just fine for Montgomery's coming out of college. Yeah, and you don't know who he is. He's not bad. 
he has better hands than Howard. But, you know, I'm not trying to diss the kid. I'm not. But to sit here and say, oh, you know, in college he broke so many tackles. Okay, bud, that's college. Because Jordan Howard was trucking dudes. Yeah. You're not arm tackling him. And he came up against us in Philly, and we were having a hard time tackling him. Yeah. No, I, I see where you're coming. I guess, you know, the other thing that really stands out to me, Ty, and that is... And I'm going to go to the other side of the ball really quick. And and I, you know, I love our defense. Yeah, that's fine. Let's jump around. I, I, I love our defense a lot. But I tell you what, do you not see such a huge difference between having Akeem in there and when he's not? I mean, this guy, do you not think he's like one of the most underrated people in the NFL? I do, and I, I, I see your point, but I also don't see it. I don't. I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I see that it is a valuable asset, but how come that, that drop-off didn't happen till just a few weeks ago? Once the losing started happening, it started ciphering into the defense. That's my opinion. Well, did, didn't it kind of go hand-in-hand hand when Akeem was in there? Uh, we, were, we were holding teams, I thought, a whole lot better than when he was not in there. I mean... He went out week three? Yeah. I disagree. I think he's a big part. He's a big contributor. I think our whole defense is, is I've said it before, they know what they have. They see Trubisky and they know. And we're also being very, we're being coached poorly. And this win might have helped, like, cover up a patch by just putting a rug over it. But we're going to need a carpenter to fix this problem because there is not enough coaching. The Lions went to punt it. We kept our defense on the field. They did an old switcheroo. Oh, this, that a Chinese, was terrible. They did a Chinese fire drill on us, and haha, Clinton Dix is screaming at our sideline, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? No direction. They punt the ball, and then they pin us back. Now, how does that help a struggling offense? That doesn't, okay? And what I'm trying to say in all of this is, yes, Hakeem is a hell of a player. Does he make our defense better? 100%. Does he drastically change it this much? No. I'm just going to flat out say it. No. I don't think any one player on that defense does. I think what is happening is they're getting sick of watching this offense. Well, I think they're getting tired, and and uh, when you get tired enough, you get sick and tired, and maybe a little bit of that goes a long way. Man, I I don't know, man. You did not. You see how there was no frustrations, no outbursts until after Mitch hit that. When Mitchell started hitting those throws, there wasn't the outburst anymore. Kyle Fuller had one early, <laughs> but that's weird, right? Right. There's no more outbursts once they go. Oh shit. He, he's actually doing decent this game. I'm telling you right now, Nagy wants to stay as positive as he can, but positivity is not as contagious as negativity. And it's a hard thing to do. It's so hard to take the positive look in life in anything that you do. I'm not trying to get all philosophical, but it's very hard to be a good person and it's so much easier to be a rotten person. It's just easier and lazier. And what I mean by that 
is he can say all the right things. Let's go, guys. We got this. And he's labeled as an offensive type of a guru. Whether he wants to admit it or not, that's kind of his title. And when the defensive players start seeing that, it doesn't matter how positive he's going to be. There's going to be doubt that seeps into their head going, yeah, but how many times do we have to bail your ass out, man? And they're not going to say that. They're just going to bury that because well, that's, that's what football players well, do, and that's, and that's what humans right, do. And, I that, mean. and that's where I was going before when I talked about that balance between being positive and being so positive and encouraging that you begin to lose gotcha. the locker room. That's right. exactly what it, where I was going Do you with think, that. though, that that is already happening? Yes, I do. I, I agree. I, I agree completely. I, I think what happens is long before players start to say things, they start to feel them. And I believe a locker room, this locker room has felt that losing kind of issue for a while. And because here's the deal with the NFL, and I believe in all professional sports, by the time people start talking about it, they've already felt it and experienced it for weeks. And it's hard making that. It's like taking a curve, going way too fast with your car. You, you know halfway through it, there is no coming back. Right. I agree. Completely. I mean, listen, we, we do still have a bit of a problem. And we'll, we'll figure yep. it out. We'll figure yep. it out. Um, yep. I'm good. Do you have anything else? No, no, I didn't know if you wanted to, um, well, we're not going to go long today yeah, and we'll yep. explain why, but we're, we're not going to, we will dive into the Rams game. Uh, we're going to have a bonus episode. Um, you looking forward to that. We are going to come on Saturday, uh, between one and three Eastern standard time. So that'll be 10 and 3 if you're on the West Coast. So if you're on West Coast time, that's 10 to 3. Eastern Standard Time, that is 1 to 3. And if you're in Chicago time, it is 12 to 2. So And during that time... Right? Did I do all that math right? I, think I don't you know. Did. I think you got pretty close. 12 to 2, yeah. Yeah. I, 10 to 3. Is it 11? Maybe it's 11. If we're starting at 1... Right? <laughs> I, Shit if I know, man. I don't know for sure. But oh. it sounded good to me. It hey. doesn't matter. Listen, the point is, real quick, before we get it, 1 to 3 Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. We will be taking phone calls. The lines will be hot for two hours. Listen. You want to talk about anything bear related? Oh, you want to talk yes. about upcoming against the Rams? Anything. We want to hear what you have to say. If you want to ask us any personal questions, if you want to get pissed about it, some opinions we've said in the past, anything is on this table. Anything. If you want to come at either one of us for something that you just think is outlandish and bullshit, if you want to come on and agree with you, we're not going to fight that one. You know, whatever you want to do, come on. This is an f- open platform. This is what we're here for. Super pumped for this, man. I am too. I, I cannot wait. We finally have the resources and the tools to do this. Something we've been looking forward to. And we want to hear from you. So I know what you're thinking. How will I be able to get a hold of you? 
Follow us at 342Glory. We will post the phone number. Uh, we are going to post that. We will post wherever we were, wherever we have social media. Look us up at. Uh, the main part to see, I'd say, would go to 34toGlory on Instagram. We'll be live streaming a little bit of it. You know, I'll, there's going to be a lot of downtime. We're going to give our thoughts and opinions, but, you know, we're just going to wait till we get started getting some calls. We get some calls. We're going to flow them in and out and it'd be a good time. Yeah. Uh, be cracking a few brews and hanging out and hopefully uh, get ready to listen to your call. If you cannot call and if you cannot be a part of this or if this does not fit your schedule in some way, please call anyway. When the lines are not open, leave a detailed message. We will answer you. Uh, if you could, if you want to shout out, you can stay. If you don't want to shout out, you can stay anonymous. If you do, it'd be real cool to say, hey, I'm so-and-so, and I'm from California, or I'm from Florida, Utah, North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, Montana, anywhere. We'll take calls even from Green Bay, Wisconsin. We will. And... Uh, because we know th- there's Bears fans everywhere. You want to call from Canada, Australia, Europe, wherever. We don't care. Lines are open. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I won't keep going on about that. But if you do want to listen to that, remember, best chance you're going to get all the information. It's 34 to glory on Instagram. Uh, make sure you stay tuned on that. The number will be posted. We will actually just put a post that all it's going to be is the number to call so easy way to do it it's also going to be on a story if you know if we're on live and you go hey what's the number because you somehow don't understand that where it's posted that's fine we'll shoot you a text we'll get back to you everything will be cool if you want to if you want to dm us anything you reach out to us we're going to get back to you um that's all i got you got anything that's it so uh Saturday, we're taking calls. We're breaking down the Rams game. Hopefully, we can keep this streak alive because you could say that the Rams right now are really golfful. And I think we might have a chance. That flight might kill us, though. It all depends on basically Nagy and Trubisky. We'll get into more of that. So uh, remember, it's always a good time when you bear down. down.